else better call somebody. Hey, hey, hey. Stutter, my brother was handing. Hey, fantasy, deception. We talking touchdowns, receptions, yeah. interceptions. Yeah. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Yeah. Talk mouth. Yeah. We flexing. Yeah. How many of y'all you collect? Yeah. We trying to get that yeah. win the record. what it is hopefully what it should be welcome to another episode of fantasy and session the podcast today is uh september the third and of course we power about a real deal fantasy hq and like yeah, always you. wherever you're listening to this at, um go ahead and subscribe give a like give a comment tell a friend to tell a friend mm-hmm. to tell a friend where you've been uh how y'all boys feeling i'll be trying to come up with rhymes all the time sometimes it'd be working oh, sometimes what? It what? you just did it bro <laughs> Well, I didn't try that time. Don't even know it, bro. <laughs> don't try to end. Yeah, yeah. Javar, uh, Javar was trying to make up a rhyme. He couldn't think of one. That's why he got mad. <laughs> How y'all doing? What's up? What y'all doing this Friday? What's the word? Pretty it's the last good, Friday man. without football. Yes, well, not sir. without NFL Let's, football. Go yes, dogs. Exactly. Georgia play tomorrow. Next week at this time, bro, we're going to be like coming off of that Thursday night game, bro. And it's a it's a banger too, bro. Like, what was it? It's the Bucks and the Cowboys, bro. I don't know why they continue to treat the Cowboys like they're a good team. I hate them so much. They're a good team for fantasy. That is true. uh, Dak Prescott's playing. They're a good team for fantasy. So I wouldn't want I wouldn't want any of my players playing like the first game on Thursday because that'll like give me anxiety for the rest of the week. If like I have, (laughs) it is. It does, bro. I I know the feeling, bro. Because if they go off, bro, it's it's great, man. But. It's a very – it's a chance that they're going to put up a dud, bro. It's that first week, bro. You got to mm-hmm. look at that shit for two days, man. It's the worst. I really excited, hate it. Bro. It, don't, it, don't feel, it don't feel weird, bro. I mean, it don't feel we, real. real. Goddamn, I can't even talk right now. It don't feel real. Like, I guess it's not going to hit me until, like, they step out on that field, bro. Like, you know, fantasy season. It's probably because you got, like, one more seat. It's probably because you got, like, one more – a couple drafts left. So, once the drafts are over, I think that'll be – And know, once you see like, Georgia play – yeah, huh? I'm be, that Thursday night. I'm gonna be excited for that game, man. It's, it's gonna be a lot of offense. A lot of players. Right, of players it's gonna be a lot of players, a lot of offense. Everybody gonna be watching. It should be some sp- points scored. I'd be more worried. No, about but it. he's saying that he's saying that like if he has a player that puts up a dud, bro, like oh yeah, yeah, sucks to look at that shit. So who you think? Now you gotta look at it all week, and this is the only game on, and this is the first game of the year. So like it's like extra anxiety because it's like it's hard to predict the first week anyway. You like you're just gonna exactly. start your studs. Like anybody that you drafted in those first twelve picks is probably who you want to start. It's like so you say you're gonna no. start your studs. Are you starting A B and uh Michael Gallup? I said my studs. Right, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that next week, bro. Goddamn. I mean I might start A B. I don't up. know about Mike. I don't know about Mike. I might start A B uh, Let's give our uh I'm pretty sure that'd be step. I'm pretty sure that'd be like wide receiver threes for me, but We'll see. I said my studs though. 
But anyway, let's give an eight-second um, moment of silence to the fall kings and queens out there. Hey, first of all, shout out to um, Amar Aubrey case and um, mm-hmm. Elijah McClain case. Uh, they got a little process going. Mm-hmm. I, want, I don't want to misquote it, so I'll come out. I'll come out. I don't want to misquote it, but I tweeted it. So if you want to see what's yeah, going on in those cases, go ahead and tweet it. Um, but yeah, let's go give him an eight-second moment of silence. And we bet, and we bet. All right, man. So we back. Uh, any news? Any news? Any news since the last time we parted? That's let's start there. You know, we did come with the news show on Wednesday. Um, the Falcon first, of course. I don't know why everybody's talking about this and why everybody making such a big deal, but I guess we can start start off with that. Wayne Gallman being signed to the Falcons and uh, the Falcons dropping uh, Quadre Olison. I really thought Quadre Olison was going to be a good a good pickup for the Falcons, but apparently they had different plans. So apparently now the fantasy community is scared of, or the fantasy community that drafted Mike Davis is now scared to have Mike Davis on their team because of Wayne Goldman. I don't know when Wayne Goldman became such a threat to everybody, but I, I didn't like Mike Davis as much anyway. So how do y'all feel about Wayne if, Goldman? If, if you've drafted Mike Davis as your second running back, he's starting as your running back too. I'd be kind of worried, but if he, in my flex, I, I wouldn't be as worried, but you know, Galman has shown he's a competitive back just like Mike Davis. You know, it, it seemed more like a, a a battle now. So once Galman get up to speed on the playbook or with everything, I don't, I don't know what could happen. But the first four weeks should be Mike Davis, and then Galman get up to the playbook, maybe more healthy because he played less snaps, and we'll see how it play out. So that's that's why people are worried. Yeah, I kind of. Um, compared to like the Gardner Minshew trade to Philly, where like you know the backup wasn't really a threat at the moment, so even if the guy kind of struggled, then he still have his job. Like, I think that Wayne Gallman is definitely better than Quadre Allison. Like Javar said, he's produced when he's gotten the opportunity to. He was averaging double digit points last year when he took over for Saquon Barkley for a time. So he's definitely a competent backup. Um, I still think that Mike Davis is the leader of this backfield, but if he does wear down, like he we saw him do last year in Carolina, then we know that we have a competent back in Gallman to kind of carve out a role for himself. Yeah, this it, it, this real football wise, this was a great pickup. Yeah. How do you how much fab? So he's on your waiver wire right now, probably. How much fab would you spend on him, Carlos? In redraft, I would. Yeah. Mm, it's probably not much, man, because in redraft, I'm he's he's like a handcuff. Like I don't, I'm not expecting him to like you know he's just getting to the team, so I don't think he'll have a role that you know big to really warrant a pickup right now. I mean, if you have room, you have deep rosters, deep bench, then yeah, I want my adding them to the back of my bench, but I'm not putting more than like. Five percent of my budget on him. Yeah, you probably got to draft somebody. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd about exactly. say I would say ten by eight percent, but something like that. But somebody who get him might drop him by week four, so you can pick him up then when he should get some burn later and more burn later in the year. But that's that's my the stance on it. Uh, the Colts came out and said that they want to get Naheem Hines more t- touches in two thousand twenty one. Uh, how do you feel about this? Uh, how do you feel about Jonathan Taylor now? Does that make you feel the type of way, Los? Nah, because I was already expecting Naeem Hines to have his role in the offense. You know, he's the pass-catching specialist, and he's going to get his carries between the tackles sprinkled in there, but I'm not really expecting him it to be, like, more of a committee. Like, I'm just, 
I'm not really buying into, you know, putting too much stock into this. I'm not lowering Jonathan Taylor or raising him based off this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying they they're gonna run the football a lot, so it's gonna be some touches there to be had. Royce Freeman got picked up off the waiver wire by Carolina Panthers. I don't really think that does much. Um, with CMC being there, yeah. I, I don't know. Chuba Chuba Hubbard takes a hit if you're kind of holding mm-hmm. on to him as one of those high upside handcuffs. But uh, yeah, it's nothing more than that. Uh, Brandon, you, Nye- you think gonna take roll touches from fucking CMC? No, exactly. <laughs> Fuck out of here, Brandon. Brandon Sucks, Nye- man. Free Freeman, bro. He ain't coming out of here. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk um, has yet to pl- uh, resume practice, but he has been running uh, sprints on the sidelines, but he is expected to play week one. Saquon Barkley has a strong chance to play week one, so I think if he wasn't going to play week one, they would say that by now. I think Saquon is going to play, like we said last episode, just for like a limited um, snaps, probably. C.D. Lamb is... They, what uh, is they probably would say it. I mean, they probably that's, what I'm, that's what I meant to say. The truth? No. I don't think they'll tell us the truth if he wasn't gonna play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, he can still not I play. Mean, like they say he has a chance. Like that's not sounding like he's. Gonna I mean, play. but but I, it's not sounding like he's not gonna play though. Yeah, he is looking on track definitely. CD Lamb activated from the COVID nineteen list <laughs> along with Carson Wentz. Um, Coach Rivera. You're a little worried there, CD boy. Sorry. It is getting close. I think if anybody catch if anybody catch COVID now, I think they're probably gonna be out of out. Yeah, yeah, it's not about right. Sound about right. What is it like a five day something, five day hold or something like that? It's getting close to like, I know it's different, it's different like time frame if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. So mm. I don't think he actually caught it though. I think he was just a close contact. So okay, for sure. It is good to hear uh, that he's activated though. That was uh, Ron Rivera, very confident that Samuel will play week one. Um, that's Curtis Samuel for everybody that didn't know. Uh, and I think that's about all the news that I got. Y'all see anything else that I missed? We talked about T.Y. Hilton being on the IR. Yeah, we kill Harry starting on the IR. Also, one thing about the IR that's different this year that I um, I heard on NFL Network that you can take off a player not after three weeks instead of the regular after six weeks. So just because they get put on the IR this year, they can come off in three weeks. I, I thought they had something like that. They, yeah, they, they that had that last like, year too. That last year. Yeah. Oh, well, if it was last year, I just found out about it this year. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm talking after I, three games though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I, they, I, they I think they, they, had, they put that into a, uh, effect last year because of the COVID mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, shit, but I didn't know that. Y'all got any other news? Nope. Nope. All right, man, let's, uh, get, let's, let's get into what we're here for. Um, the Risers and Fallers episode, we finally here with it. Um, the last game of preseason has been played. Like we said, next week is the first week of the NFL. So let's get to some of the uh, Risers it, and baby. Fallers since offseason has started. Um, I guess we'll start with a riser. What's one of your risers since preseason is over now, like after preseason is over. All right, so I'm gonna go with a popular name that's going around. Um, former undrafted wide receiver for the New York, New Orleans Saints, Marquez Callaway. So mm-hmm. it's already positive reports, multiple positive reports coming out of camp for him that he's been showing out, um, grasping the opportunity that's in front of him. But now that it's official that Michael Thomas is gonna miss at least the first six weeks because he's on pup now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a chance to not only become the wide receiver one for that span for that team, but he's also has a chance to carve out a role for the entire season because the Saints, his like past um, history, they really never had a wide receiver too like that. So, um, so the chemistry was in full effect week two, man, um, with between him and Callaway, and that's another good new, uh, good you know, good news for him because Winston's the name to starter now. Um. They already showcased that chemistry, man. They connected for 104 yards, two touchdowns on five targets in week two against the Jaguars in preseason. And throughout preseason, he's just been balling out. He's been the highest graded receiver, uh, has the highest yards per route run, and he's one of only two receivers to produce a perfect passer rating for their quarterback. So this is a guy that, you know, he was going super duper late. Like if you draft the early, like he probably was going undrafted. Starting to rise now, and for good reason because he's been balling out. So he's definitely my um, biggest riser this year. Um, I, I like the. I don't like the Saints one, so let me just Callaway. start there. I feel like um, <laughs> that's cap. I feel like nah, a lot well, of people. He gonna, he gonna see. He gonna see more targets. He gonna see all the targets. Oh, I'm not do you have ever... any Callaway? I should have asked you that before I made this my riser. Do you have any Callaway? Me not yet. Yet. <laughs> No, I don't. Okay, yeah. Okay, no, I sweet, don't. sweet. Because you know, Gabe has like a like whenever he drafts a Saints player, but they just have a horrible year. So I was kind of getting paranoid over here. He really is. No, like I don't have no Callaway, but I would right, never. That's great news. I don't. I think I would going into Week One. Somebody asked, "Would you start Julio over Callaway?" I haven't looked at the matchups itself yes. in the offense, but I would definitely probably still start Julio. I'm never probably going to sit Julio yes, until until Julio shows me that he needs to be set for Marcus Call- uh, Marquez Callaway. I, I'm pretty much going to start Julio, but I'll have yeah, more when I look I think, at the when I break down the matchups. Though, I think if you want like super running back heavy and you know Callaway is like your best wide receiver two option right now, then I wouldn't be mad at that. But I'm looking to start him like a as a flex because you're getting him so you're you're still getting him pretty late, but he's going to be the number one target out there. So looking to start him as like a flex player. I'm not starting him over Julio though. <laughs> oh, who's screaming? Um, so Javar, <laughs> Javar, you got a follow for us or you want to go rise or you want to go follow? Oh, Javar, you muted too. Oh, I am rise. My rise is Tyrell Williams. <coughs> uh, we all know about Perriman being dropped. And so, uh, Tower Williams is in the late rounds. I like, you know, going for the late round, shot the late round guys out. You can get them for practically cheap. Even if he don't pertain or anything, you can still drop him, pick up somebody who was free. But uh, I know he don't match up well with golf. Golf is a short slinger, so it's more sh- pause. So he more so going to he more going to throw the same yeah, He had a magic pause. <laughs> <laughs> but um, – but uh, the line's going to be playing from behind a lot, so they're, they're going to have to take their chances. Tyrell Williams going to have his weeks that you can start him uh, on your bye weeks when you have people out and when somebody get hurt. So uh, I, I like him. Uh, he can see up to 100 targets, and last time he seen 180 targets, he finished wide receiver uh, 19 in PPR with seven touchdowns. Um, every year he done play, he done average around six touchdowns, so he's going to see – the pay dirt, uh, and he, like I say, he's basically free. Um, you, it's not a lot of players you can get back there in the 14, 16 rounds 
that can lead the wide receiver group in targets. So uh, get this guy. If if nobody else is out there that you like, you know, know what to do in the uh, 15th, 16th round, get Tyrell Williams. It is something I would, when I was looking up uh, through my notes today, I, I was looking at the Lions and they said that because I was going to do something on Ahmad a uh, St. Brown. I know I just messed that up. Did I mess that up? Uh, it's passable. Amon. All right, cool. Would you say Ahmad? Yeah, I think it was, I yeah. think that might be it's right. All right, I thought it's I messed the last name up. So anyway, um, yeah. I was looking. I was oh, did looking you say St. Brown? Yeah. Did you say St. Brown? St. Ron. Yeah. I think it's St. Ron. I said St. Brown. Yeah, I knew it's, it's not. Saint I know. Brown. I don't think it's St. Brown. It's I was say I don't think it's. Damn, <laughs> I fucked it up too. Shit. <laughs> it's Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon. Oh, oh, I just God. missed the name. Bro, okay. I just know, missed. I just, missed the part. Keep, I missed the part of the name. Just keep messing the name up. But anyway, you know, it was a, a big fantasy talk about him being, um, especially when Bashar Pyramid got dropped, that he was going to be a, a big, big target getter. But uh, apparently he's not um, as big on the Lions as he is to the fantasy community because they're saying even, um, I'm about to fuck this up too, uh, Quez Cephas is out, out there still leading and sometimes taking over in the slot uh, when they're uh, running the slot plays. So that's just something to look out for. They're saying he's... Um, the fourth wide receiver on the chart right now. So everybody probably just need to cool out a little bit on St. Brown, but I think eventually he'll be good. I think he's more of a dynasty play. That's all I had to say about yeah, that. It's, 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 it's the dynasty uh, guys out there. That's really getting excited about him. You know, he was, he was pretty high on their list, but this year, eh, not really expecting much from him, but I do like the Tyrell Williams though. I yeah. I like that. The ball has to go somewhere. The ball has to go somewhere. Exactly. He's the most, uh, He's the veteran guy out there. Yeah, he's the veteran out there. So um, not going to be in a lot of scoring situation, but they're going to be coming from behind a lot. So he'll still be behind. He'll still be behind TJ Hawkinson too. So yeah, I still think TJ Hawkinson is the first receiver. And Swift. He's not going to be the the number one in target. Swift, Swift, whenever he feels like he wants to play, it's so gross like how Swift, I don't know, man. It'd be weird. Man, he going to play week one. Yeah, it'd be weird. (laughs) Uh, so I'll go ahead and go. Are we doing risers right now, or fathers? Yep, risers. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead with one of my risers. Then, uh, his name is Damian Harris right now. So I'm pretty sure everybody heard the news. Uh, last year, I'll go ahead and start off. Last year, he finished as PFS second highest graded running back, and he averaged five yards per carry. And that's only, but only averaged nine fantasy points last year. Uh, the majority of this due to Cam Newton, who is no longer a part of the team as of this week. Um, he led the team, Cam Newton did, he led the team to probably one of the worst offensive-wise fantasy years um, of all time. The Patriots were literally uh, the worst fantasy team um, as far as, like, an offense collectively. <laughs> um, Shit on them, boys. <laughs> I mean, that's what Cam Newton did, man. I'm kind of happy he's yeah, gone. Any Patriots player <laughs> probably had a shitty year. <laughs> Except Cam, and that's gross. No, no, yeah. Cam, Cam was uh, up there before COVID. Yeah, before COVID. All right, wait, let, was, let, let, let him get his shit off. Uh, the Patriots have also <laughs> shrunk in the backfield um, with trading away Sony Michelle to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Damian Harris has played 60% of the snap share with 88% of the carries with the Patriots starting offense through three piece, through three preseason games. Last year, last year, uh, seeing at least 50% of the snaps, he averaged 18 touches per game. Uh, Ramard's 
Ramadre Stevenson has mm-hmm. yet to play a snap with the starters. Uh, that's from my man Andrew Eckerson. Uh, he tweeted that, so I just wanted to give him his credit. Last year, Cam had 42 red zone attempts, 22 of those coming inside of the five yard line, and he scored five touchdowns compared to Damian Williams, who led the team, who led the running backs with 21 red zone attempts, um, only three of those coming inside the five yard line, and only one touchdown. If Damian Harris, let's say he get a third of that. And that'll bring him to uh, 35 red zone attempts. But I do think he'll get more than a third of that of Cam's 41. Um, that would have put him last year in the top 15 running backs with red zone attempts. And so I feel like the sky is the roof. And we all know the more attempts you get, volume is king. And clearly he's played every down with the snap. I mean, every down with the starters. And Coach Belichick has showed that he wants to put him on the field. And I think I would be more afraid of, uh, J.J. Taylor um, taking snaps from uh, Damon Harris than I am or Madre Stevenson. We're going to see, Matt. I, I, I think it's kind of of a health thing. You know, he's going to get some snaps, even if it's six to eight uh, rushes. He's going to get some. He's going to get some burn because they just want to keep Damon Harris, you know, healthy throughout the year. That was the major concern with Harris. Yeah, that's easily one of the – best risers I feel like because before everything went down he was considered like a you know middling RB3 like you're comfortable, mm-hmm. comfortable to have him in a flex you know uh, I remember getting trading him for trading him in a couple seconds for David Montgomery and I was like ecstatic before all this went down but now that all these moves have been made I'm like well, it looks a little more even now that's why you know you never can judge a trade right when it happens because you know Sonny Michelle's gone <laughs> Cam Newton's gone. Like he went from a middling RB three to like a super solid RB two. So I can see him finishing like risers. I can see him finishing top twelve easily, like a third of the weeks. Yeah, Especially he when had they to get it off of touchdowns. The, yeah, mm-hmm. of course touchdowns. But Cam had yeah. forty. It's not like Cam had forty one attempts, and that's with a bad quarterback. They still move the ball down the field. So with Mac Jones now the starter, I do think the ball is going to move down the field a lot better and like we mentioned on the last episode he, they went out and got every offensive position upgraded um so i think the sky's the limit for damian harris and i feel like if you got him late man you might have got one of these league stealers out there you might got a tuck uh, uh rb1 yeah, in the tuck definitely man. Sure. Sucks. the only thing that's kind of just worries me but it's baked into his price anyway but it's just the fact that they you know he's not going to be used as a pass catcher right right so i feel like this guy has all the opportunity available but they just you know they're just not going to use him as a pass catcher back. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that 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 worry is baked into his price. So yeah, so RB two, like you said, solid RB two. Drake last year, solid RB two. He didn't get much in the passing game, but he got like two hundred and sixty fifty. I think he probably got a little bit more carries, and he finished like running back sixteen. So I, I see Damian Harris around there. Uh, Drake last year, he didn't get any of the passing, mm-hmm. but he got a lot of rushes to finish round running back sixteen. I just didn't hear who you said. I didn't hear the name. So, you so go ahead. I, like I do. I, like I do. I, think, I mean, if you want them, I got them. So if you want to come get them, but that's neither here nor there. I don't uh, know. It's probably taxing. Uh, and it's important where you, you have them at. So I might not need them. I was looking at one of my sleeper leads. Um, my you got me I mean, it's society, but I got like a lot of started running backs over there. But I'm we'll like, get back I, I can get them in secret. I'm text you. We got some we got some running backs over there. Fuck your plug, come shot with me. Uh Jabbar, we'll start with you this time, man. Who is your follower? We'll go ahead with a follower. I ain't got no follow, but 
But I got a, another Ryzen. You did. <laughs> what? So fuck your followers. <laughs> that's, not part, that's not part of the show script, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Bro, we went over this, man. <laughs> but we went Follow. over this. All right, listen. No, thank you. Yeah, How about another riser? Hey, and it better be good too, or I'm gonna shit on them. Uh, I, I, I think it's some somebody we can watch on, you know. And it's uh Sonny Michelle. Once Sonny Michelle went over to the Rams, you can say he he he's in a much better run friendly offense, much smoother with a great offensive minded coach who's, who's going to use him to his best ability. If we remember back in the days of UGA, y'all are UGA fans. What was, what was Sony Michelle most used as at UGA? Pass catching back. Pass catching back and, and ran a little bit on the outside while Chubb did all the dirty work. So now going into <laughs> why this it, offense. Why sound like Gabe didn't want to be a part of your analogy? <laughs> Because I, I I had something funny to say. I had something funny to say, but I, Gabe, I was gonna let you get your shit. Gabe was one of the students in the class that knew the answer sometime, but they still didn't answer. Oh, I know that. But I ain't finna say well, shit. I right, right. <laughs> All right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So um uh, going into the year, everybody was high on camp makers, but I still had Henderson get I, I can't remember the number right now, but I still had Henderson getting like a over a hundred and uh, 20 or something like that carries or something in that nature. So I see Sonny Michelle somewhere in a similar ballpark. Not not to start off early in the season, but once we get to week four or week five or six, um, Sonny Michelle should get more acclimated to the offense, get a little bit more carries. And this it's only this guy third year in the pros. So um, he, had, he just went through a couple injuries. So Sonny Michelle is not written off. And Henderson has not been the most durable back. So he he's one of uh, – the guys who be could be a good handcuff and should get some burn eventually. Hey, I'm gonna say this. Hey, Lo, so let's go back like two to three episodes ago, right? I came out here and yeah. I said, "Hey, man, Sony Michelle is gonna be the fucking top 36 or whatever." I said, <laughs> running back, right? I said <laughs> they don't believe. I said they don't believe in Daryl Henderson. Javar said, "What do you mean, Gabe? They do believe no, no, in him." No, no, no. no. I said, said, "Gabe." It's over. It's <laughs> over with. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> man, that's the, that's all the I was. Grain. He didn't uh, even give you a follow to get talk about Sony. Oh man, that's the that's all I was thinking that whole time. Like all the time <laughs> you were talking, hey, I was like, "Send me that clip, Gabe." Send me that clip, That's no, hilarious, yeah, we, bro. We heard a clip out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got to, we got to make a clip of that. How, how quickly <laughs> things change? Hey, how quickly things change in fantasy? It ain't been nothing but what five. Yeah, at least you're saying water, bro. Let's just say water. It's been <laughs> three <laughs> episodes. I'm just hey, not gonna let you just. Long, I'm not. I'm not just gonna let you walk that one through. Hey, but and, anyway. and like, but like Carlos say, you got to stay water. Once somebody tell you something, and you sit because you know you be sweeping or something, thinking about it. Gay says somebody some shit. Let me think about. it. Let me read an article. You know, you, if you watch the clip too, you can look at Javar kind of like looking up in that in the air and shit, like, hmm, make some pretty good points here. <laughs> I might need to uh, go back and do my research on that. But yeah, 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 because I had Henderson getting a lot of touches, and then a McVay offense, you know, a hundred touches could be, you know, solid. And Sonny Michelle was a first round pick. He still got moves. He just battled injuries, so um, handcuffs around the back end where we're taking people, you know. You know, after AJ Dillon, Dillon, you know, pretty much fair game. I like him before. I like it, man. I like it because 
uh, it seems like a lot of people forgot like how this backfield was last year. You know, I feel like everybody was expecting Cam Akers, you know, fast forward this year, everybody was expecting Cam Akers pretty much to be the workhorse back there. But last year, they pretty much ran a committee out there. You know what I'm saying? So with, with it not being no Cam Akers out there this year, I feel like they're going to go right back to that. Um, I still like I, I still think Henderson's going to be the 1A, but Sony is definitely going to get some run, man, because, I mean, I don't see them going away from that committee approach like they did last year, especially with Akers not being there now. So um, definitely like this, man. Um, he's still – and this is one thing, like if you have a late draft, bro, Mm-hmm. players like Sony and even like Gus Edwards, like they still mm-hmm. haven't really adjusted to the system's ADP. So mm-hmm. unless you're using like a, like make your own cheat sheet, like most of the times the people in your league is not going to use that. They're going to just going to go off of the site's ADP and you can find Sony way down the list, bro, and get him later than where he should be going because he's definitely going to get some run. I think that I like it. Like I, I already said Sony was gonna be what I thought Sony was gonna be. So welcome to the, don't we got a bet that Sony's gonna finish higher or something? Who did I bet? No, 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 no. The bet I thought about that too. The bet is Curtis Samuels finish higher than Russell Gage. Give me my money right now. What is what is the oh, money? You take one I'll take that. I'll take that bet again. Somehow pay for I'll take that bet again too. Um, if you have it, go to the go to Twitter right, and check right. out the Russell Gage. All right, you see where Russell Gage went, but Curtis Samuels finished that as the third wide receiver on the uh, uh, Carolina team. So he was like 30. It's not about, all right, man. We're not about, we're not about to talk about Russell Gage and uh, Curtis Samuel, bro. There's not, you got, you already got, all right, give us your sleeper. It's the father. But we'll, we'll go to start with my father, man. We got, um, <laughs> We got Michael Carter, um, uh, running back from the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. It's a rookie. Um, in the third preseason game, the Jets uh, bitched their starters, Tevin Coleman. Uh, Michael Carter ended up playing, and he was still out-snapped by Ty Johnson. Um, in the second week, where Zach Wilson played 21 of the snaps, and the Jets split the backfield, uh, Coleman and Johnson uh, had 10 to 9, respectively. Although... Against the backups, when he did, when he does play, he does look pretty decent. Um, week three, only having 12 yards, 11 of those coming at the contact. Week two, he had 52 yards, 34 of those coming at the contact. Um, Carter has been drafted around that running back 32 range, where I think Sonny Michelle could possibly be. Um, but he does have a lot of competition for volume. And um, how I always say volume is key. And I don't think they'll have many scoring opportunities. And if they do, if they do have many scoring opportunities, I don't think there'll be Michael Carter scoring opportunities. And he's only saw three targets this whole offseason. And that was another one of the big things that he was supposed to be um, uh, one of the better pass catchers out of him and uh, Javante Williams. Michael Carter was a pass catcher running back. At the, in the North Carolina backfield last year. So they're not even throwing him the ball. I don't know if that's just preseason, but he also hasn't played a snap with Zach Wilson. So that could be another thing. That's, well, that's a scary thing for me. Um, I think he could be one of the bright spots um, on your dynasty rest, rosters, but I think where people are drafting him at right now in redraft, um, I don't think he'll make a splash. And if he does make a splash, it'll be late. And I think you'll be able to pick Michael Carter up off waiver wires um, before the year is over. And then he might be one of those late rookies that end up, um, you know, getting the burn once the Jets realize they're not good and they end up starting Tevin Coleman or something gross like that. So, you know, I just think pump your brakes on Michael Carter, especially at running back 32. 
Would you take Sony Michelle over Michael Carter uh, Los? You muted. Yeah, I would easily take him over Michael Carter. Yeah, so I, that, that, that's I feel like Michael Carter is one of my biggest followers uh, this offseason. Just because when 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 you know with the rookie draft, when the rookies get drafted, of course all the running backs get the hype, and he's going to the Jets, which everybody say, "Oh man, the Jets really don't have nobody in the backfield." But apparently, Ty Johnson. Uh, Michael P. Ryan and uh, Tevin Coleman are all better than him because uh, he's running with the fours right now, and that's gross to make him do a whole, whole training camp. No, he got a whole bunch of ro- nobody's running ahead of him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially to make he got it nobody through a whole running ahead of him. <laughs> to make it through a whole training camp, you know what I mean? That, that, that yeah. wasn't something I was expecting. Yeah, I feel like people. the writing's been on the wall for him, man. Like, not only was he like a, a day three pick, uh, what was he round five? I want to say or he went to the jets where the coach is coming from a system where they, you know, employ a committee, you know, approach to the run game. So that was already going against him. And then you see his preseason usage and that just pretty much put the nail in the, like not the nail. Cause it's, it ain't over, but it just pretty right. much confirmed, you know, what, you know, what they were telling us, like, it's, you got to look at the, what, you know, look at the, the personnel, like how to coach. Well, I guess it wasn't no, it wasn't no sure thing, but it just seems like now that we see his usage in the preseason, like we should have been paying more attention to what was going on. He went late in the draft and he's got a coach that uses a, you know, committee situation. So definitely felt follow for me. Yep. Yeah. I'm mad at my, um, Carter share. <laughs> I got like two of them. Oh, man. Hey, we was in a draft, right? We was in a startup draft, right? And um, me and uh, Javar, I think we was, I, f- I think we was on a game or some shit. And Javar was like, "Yeah, I think I'm about to take uh, Michael Carter right here." And you know me, how I do my dynasty squads, where I like to go receiver heavy, man, and and you know pick my spots at running back, bro. So when he said that, I think like Carson was still on the board, Josh Jacob was still on the board. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, bro, that's dope as fuck. You about to get Carter, bro?" <laughs> when he did that shit, I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I ain't about to tell you, no, no, bro, go get Carson, bro. What are you doing? Hmm. Nah, I, don't know. I still I'm think he's a good. Around. I still think he's a good play in dynasty leagues, though. Hopefully, we're gonna find. Yeah, him. he could be. I think he'll have his role. He'll definitely have his role, but redraft, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely should not be going as a running back three right now if you can't even right. see the field. Off the radar pivot. You you miss not on good wide receiver if you drafting Carter that early. And possible good running backs because I think I would. How about Tyson Will, Williams? I'm pretty sure Sony went after Michael Carter and yeah, uh, and I, just had. Right. because I had to do that. I had to scroll all the way down to get Sony, bro. How do you feel about Tyson Williams? I don't think we got to touch on him. We, uh, talked, the, the, we talked about him. Uh, would you draft him over? Would you would you draft him over Michael Carter? Uh, if I if, if I need a safer like three, I guess because I feel like he's gonna get some touches in there. You know they're gonna run the ball a lot, so it's gonna be a second running back get some touches. I just not feeling confident in Carter right now, bro. That's just how I just he was tricky, man. Because I, I don't think you even need to draft Tyson where where Carter is going in draft. Like I feel like I'm always gonna no, pick well, Tyson well, well, get wait, back. Tyson like, way way later than Michael Carter's gonna draft. True. Like if I had a chance to play one, if week one when week one comes around, if I had to choose one, it would probably be Tyson because we all expect him to have some type of role. 
But Carter, even, is, I don't think he's going to have a role to start, start the year like that. Even if Tyson has that Gus Edwards role, I think um, last year Gus Edwards had a viable role in fantasy, you know what I mean? And if he lucks up and gets in the red zone, I feel like, you know. We, he, we just we just don't know if he's – I mean, he looked uh, decent in preseason, but we just don't – you know, we don't know if he can be a competent running back like Gus Edwards. That's the, that's the only question mark. We know it's some uh, touches out there to get, but, you know. Oh, no. I think unless unless you see Gus Edwards getting 350 carries, like Tyson Tyson Williams is going to get some burn. You know what I mean? Okay. And, mm-hmm. and and he jumped over somebody on the depth chart, so it's not like they didn't have any options. Because I don't know if y'all remember Justin uh, Justin yeah. Hill. So then I I don't even know if it, I thought that was going to be the backup until they came mm-hmm. out and said no. Uh, Tyson Williams Tyson Williams has earned the role. So yeah, man, I don't know how we got to Tyson Williams. Well, you said would you like him over Carter? And uh, oh, yeah, sure. we'll just wait back and get him at his ADP. You know, it's a running back, what, four or something, five? Yeah. All right, so, Los, you got a follower or are you going against the brand, too? Uh, nah, man. I got – well, yeah, I do have a follower. I do. Um, And I'm going to go with David Johnson. It pains me to he say this. Man, say you know, I can't exactly, say that no more. Bro. Can't even, can't even say that no more, bro. You don't need to feel right. Biggest fallers. So, of course, we already knew that he was in an ugly situation, but many people, including myself, figured that he would at least have the volume on his side, bro. But the preseason usage pretty much tells us otherwise. Uh, he's only played 14 snaps compared to 16 and 17 for Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram. So, that's horrible. To make matters worse, he was relegated to the third down row. You know, we have reports and you know, before preseason started that he would be used as like that Duke Johnson role this year. Mm. And then they pretty much confirmed it in preseason. That's pretty much what he was playing was the third down role. So for me, man, he went and of course, this is a player last year. He played 12 games and he only finished outside of the top 30 running backs twice out of so he finished at the top 30 running back 10 times out of 12. So I really feel like this is very disrespectful. Um, but he went from a great value, I feel like, to an all-out avoid. We don't like crowded backfields. And, you know, but we can, you know, we'll be okay with it as long as they have a good offense. But we don't even touch horrible offenses with a crowded backfield. That is an all-out avoid for me, mm-hmm. But if you had to touch somebody in there, pause, who would you touch? Lindsay or Ingram, bro. That's what you I hold my nose and – Go with Lindsay. I think Lindsay. But it's just so gross. This, it's so this gross, is, bro. It, it's even gross when you think about it as a football perspective. You traded DeAndre Hopkins oh. <laughs> for somebody you played one year. <laughs> and then relegated him to third down? Like, how? What bro? are you doing? So Call disrespectful, me. bro. Let me be the GM. Like, if you're paying somebody <laughs> money to make these moves, call me, bro. That's why he's not there no more. That's why he fired. I hope so. He did sure. that and left. He did that. <laughs> that was the GM. He was the GM, bro. The GM and the head coach. Your coach be the GM, bro, because, <laughs> bro, that was so bad, man. Right. Jeez. That was the worst. If I was a Houston, Texas if I was a Houston, Texas fan, I would be so like pissed. You don't you don't talk shit, you don't at people on Twitter, you know what I mean? Like the coaches or whatever. Like you're an asshole if you do that to players if they have a bad game. 
But I mean, I probably wouldn't say nothing to a Houston Texas fan and Bill O'Brien. Like, bro, what did you do? Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, you literally ruined us, bro. For a long time. For a long time, too. So horrible. Um, do anybody else got any rising followers? Uh, I think we just named another follower the whole Houston, Texas organization. <laughs> I think, I yeah. think, the I think Tyson, uh, Tyrod Taylor is a follower too. I don't, I don't, I think like a lot of people are on Tyrod Taylor. I don't think he finishes the year as a starter. I know we talked about this, of course, he is the quarterback. I think Davis, Davis Mills ends up being the quarterback, and I think he's gross too. I, think I he thought he was good. Yeah. I'm about to say he's not a follower for me because he can't follow any lower on my rankings, bro. <laughs> he's already at the bottom. So Tyrod Taylor, I wasn't expecting nothing out of him. Uh, one of one of a, we got a comment <laughs> that says, "Hey Holly and Javar, can you bro, guys no, ask who shut got up, bro? Yeah, damn. <laughs> hey man, we don't mention second place here on the Fantasy and Session podcast. <laughs> I was like, who is this, bro? That's all <laughs> great. <laughs> Once, um, once I seen them legs for ink on it, I, I kind of knew who it was then. Y'all got anything else? Um, Just some honorable mentions. I'm going to go yeah, with uh, we'll go through Wilson some honorable mentions. Another, uh, riser, another riser for me. So it's been a lot of like risers and fallers for the Jets. For, for Zach me, Moss um, is a faller to me. Faller. Sticking with, another it, faller sticking with the Zachs. Exactly. And then Kenny G, it would be another faller for me, man. Hasn't even like touched the field like that. Like he's returned to practice, but they still don't know if he's going to be ready for week one. So they said, he said he returned to practice and he said he feels kind of ready, like almost ready. <laughs> That's so not I don't good. Know, I don't, <laughs> yeah, start next so, week, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think you should be ready by now. Um, Gerald Everett, I, I, uh, I heard something about him today that I wanted to make him a follow to. What, that he's been splitting with Will Disley? Yeah, something gross like that. So. All it's the, like damn. It's like it's almost as if like that's baked into his price as like one of the last tight ends off the board. <laughs> I know, but it was just one Javar's breakout. So. <laughs> Javar, Javar's right, like, right. fuck y'all. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Like, are we in the show like, already? No, I'm just playing. Nah, nah I'm uh, still, I, I'm still, I'm still taking them like late, super late. It don't cost nothing, but I definitely. Oh, yeah. Y'all want Super Bowl predictions oh, now? Oh, 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 Austin Hooper. Uh, he been a riser. He been used. He uh, he's been targeted by. Um, <coughs> I should have used him. Austin Hooper. He's been targeted by um, Baker Mayfield a decent amount. I know Odell is not on the field, but going into uh, the last three games last year, of course, back in the season where Baker was feeling himself, he was targeting Austin Hooper a good amount of times, especially in the red zone. Austin Hooper scored in most of those games, and if it if if it's showing anything. Uh, the OC also came out and said Austin Hooper has a part in his offense. We're looking to get him more involved. So uh, he's going later, even after Jail Everett. So uh, Austin Hooper is one of my risers. Also, somebody else a riser that you should look out for, man. It's, it's They paid on the money. So it's worth a dart throw. Do y'all want to give Super Bowl predictions today or tomorrow? I mean, not today or tomorrow, but today or next episode? Uh, next episode. I gotta, I gotta put a little thought into it. <laughs> All right, for Definitely sure. Definitely Chiefs, man. but you know, I don't know about the NFC yet. Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> you dig? <laughs> That's a damn shame, bro. We all Falcons fan. We laughed after you said that. Nah, shit. I, I, I'm for real. I think they're gonna do it. Um, yeah, I'm, all, I'm always several <laughs> for you know. What I'm I got, I got, I got, I got to see this first game, bro. 
Hey man, so man, I just want to give a special shout out to everybody that's been riding through the, the off season. You know what I'm saying? It's been a long off season. Um, but we finally here. Next episode is the one of the greatest and best week by week, game by game breakdown in the fantasy world. I always mess that up when I say it, but I feel like that's just part of the show now. Um also this is episode yeah. 91. Like, so I didn't we like say nothing. I didn't say nothing when you said Damian Williams when you were talking about Damian Harris. I was just like, bro, let me just <laughs> <laughs> Either way, that's crazy. I I did. I probably said it like every time too. It's just so natural, bro. (laughs) He probably be talking to himself like Damian Williams gonna go off this year. I see pictures in my head. I'm more of a visual learner. (laughs) But uh, this episode 91, episode 100 coming up soon. Oh, we! I meant to bring that up, bro. Like, yes, probably should do something about that. Definitely, bro. Do barbecue. I was talking about podcast wise, but that's cool. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, man. If y'all ain't got that, that's we see y'all later, man. We out. Peace. We gonna do a barbecue. Hungry ass.